This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Expanding horizons on planes of 96.9. And it's the usual chaos. It is the usual chaos, and even more so. You sound good through mine. Oh, yeah, thanks. You yeah. never sounded good through anyone, so don't say that. Right. Maybe mine's broken. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason why you necessarily like a song. It's just, it just is. You just yeah. do. It just talks to you. Yeah. So I said to my mum, I really want to play guitar. I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to be like Bruce Springsteen or whoever, someone I saw live. Um, oh, have you seen Bruce live? On the TV. Oh. And then, <laughs> you just got used to saying no. I need to film you guys. I don't know, like, live on my social media. <laughs> Especially, like, the in-between moments. Yeah, the in-between like, moments. what we do. Yeah, all we do is bicker. All the in-between moments are the best parts, aren't they? Get down and get Keep the room for groupies, <laughs> roadies. Not referring to you guys, just anyone. Yeah, I've gone, I've blushed. I'm all blushed now. <laughs> Expanding Horizons. And kia ora koutou and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Stu and I can't hear out of my headphones, but over there is Cole. How's and I going, can Cole? hear you, Stu. And it's great. I am awesome. It's wonderful to be here on another Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and just yeah. not getting anything. Live, and yeah, I've heard that, Stu, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to mention that. Probably oh, going to say things like that in public. There we go. Where we go. But it's anyway, it's great. It's great to be here. And um, Yeah, show number 373, I think. Ooh. That it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one Because today. I think I put on Facebook that we are really pumping New Zealand Music Month. Yep. And last week we had Sophia McRae on. Yeah, from Wellington. From Wellington, on the phone. On the phone. Yeah, she was lots of fun. Yeah, she was great, wasn't she? So if you want to listen to that show, you can go to um, planesfm.org.nz, look up Expanding Horizons, and you can download that show. Make sure you download it like a thousand times so we look popular to the people above us. Yeah, a thousand million or something like that. (laughs) And I'm going to say that at the end of today's show, you're going to want to download it a million Mm, times as well. That's right. Because today in the studio, live, 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 we have Lucy Gray. Kia ora, everyone. How are you, Lucy? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, oh, no, it's great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for um, coming in and um, refereeing the, the combat between Stu and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's my that's my duty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I noticed that you bought mouth guard, so that's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's wonderful to have you in here, Lucy. And we're going to be talking about music, and you're going to be playing playing some tracks on your guitar. Yeah, because there's lots of exciting things that you've been doing and are going to do, including a new, well, a newish single. It came out in April, I think, didn't it? Is that right? Yes, uh, my single came out April 21st. Right. April 21st. So yes. That's quite fresh, isn't it? Yeah. It's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're going to play that soon, aren't we, Cole? We are. Very, very soon. Very, very soon. But we've, New Zealand Music Month is going well for us, isn't it? Yeah. And we started it early. We've had One Drop Nation. Yeah, we had Darren from One Drop Nation. We did. Yeah. And then we had Sophia, and we've got Lucy. Yeah. And I'm going to say, moving forward, hmm. we also have a whole load of New Zealand artists going to come in. Or come on the phone. Or on the phone. 
So yep. we're busy, so stay with us. And we did. Also, we also did musical to Tahi, didn't we? We did do that, yeah. <laughs> and we almost got to other cities in the, in yeah. the country, but we didn't. Ah, well, we'll do, do that. We'll do that in June. They can do their own. Right? <laughs> we'll go on a road trip. We'll yeah. do that in June. We'll do a road trip. That'll be good. Anyway, let's play some music. Let's do it. All right. So this, and we'll talk about this track when we when we come back after it, uh, and you can tell us all about the recording and how you wrote it and everything like that. So this is pretty. And you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9.
banter, chat, cool people, nonsense. It's all here on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. Yes, we have all of that here on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. And we have Lucy Gray as well, live in studio. And that was her track, Pretty, which was... More than pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I was just listening to that, you know, like in while well, you guys having a little chat. Well, it was, it was wonderful, right? Mm. Yeah, it was wonderful. I just <laughs> your voice, Lucy. It was yeah, it was great. I cannot. There's not enough superlatives to talk <laughs> oh. about how beautiful your voice sounded in that. I really, Thank really you so enjoyed much. it. Yeah, yeah. Nice, like Carl. Let's get on the platform. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, friends and Romans, countrymen. <laughs> and skins and journeymen Hey, 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 my sisters and my brethren the time is coming near And that is your main job is to butter up our guests, Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, they no, come no, back. I was being truthful about that, Lucy. <laughs> oh, no, no, honestly, I, I was listening anyway. to it and I was thinking, oh, I was thinking, oh, there's some... There was there was points in the song where I thought, oh, your voice sounded very fragile, but mm. not fragile as in it would break, but there's a fragility in what you were singing about and all this kind of thing. And then you, then there was these big dramatic sweeping sounds with with the whole, you know, backing. It was great. I really so liked Cole, it. So, Cole, I guess, a, oh, and Lucy, I guess a, <laughs> you're you're the guest. <laughs> I guess a good starting point is to tell us about the evolution of that track, Pretty. Yeah. So. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Pretty is a song that I wrote um, last year, uh, I think probably about a year ago. Um, and I wrote it when it didn't take me very long to write. Most of my songs I write pretty quickly. Um, and I wrote it in just as a casual kind of one off thing. I didn't expect it to, ex- I didn't expect to release it or really for it to go anywhere. I think I probably. I think when I started off writing it, I wanted to write something kind of different and to what I had done with Your Name, which is the previous single that I'd released, um, and to do something that was had some different inspirations, I guess. So that's kind of where the song's ideas stemmed from. Um, and I wanted to kind of create a story about looking back on the past and looking at something that feels like kind of how you look at things through rose-coloured glasses and describe that feeling about thinking about something in such a perfect way and how things are never really that way when you when you were in the moment but looking back it always it always feels better than it was so that's kind of the the story i wanted to craft with the song sure so do you um you sit down and and think consciously right i'm going to sit down right now and then Mm. put put something together or do these moments of i was just thinking about moments of clarity right i yeah i was reading a um an author said that you know there's all these mo- all these ideas that are just tumbling through the universe, and then one just strikes you at the perfect moment, and you get those moments of clarity. You go, oh gosh, I can see this, or I think yeah. about this instantly. And I wondered if that was you get those kind of inspirational ideas, and then yeah, I think that's definitely I've had those experiences. Like I've been places, especially I feel like when you're traveling. Sometimes if you're in like a different part of the country and you're having different experiences, you kind of get those ideas and then quickly go into your voice memos and jot something down. But Pretty and a lot of my other songs on the EP have been songs that I've kind of sat down like and been like, okay, I'm going to write something and see. And sometimes I come up with an intention, like I want to write something with these chords or I want to write something inspired by this artist or I want to write something that feels in this vein. Um, But, yeah, usually I do kind of sit down with an intention to, to make something 
Um, you know, when you when you you were just mentioning then about you know you consciously sit down and you want to write something in this vein. Mm. Um, are you talking there about you wanting to write about a topic, or are you wanting to write a song in a certain style or genre? Both. I mean, oh. often like I'll often I'll kind of come, have an idea of like I want to write a song in this style with this um, sound to it, and then I'll think about a topic or experiences that kind of I want to write about and most experiences I I believe you can write about anything in any style no matter what the topic is it doesn't have to be that genres don't have to go with topics so I think if there's something I want to write about I can you can kind of work it into anything but yeah usually I kind of have a have an idea of the style that I want to create something in and then I'll see what what comes out <laughs> once you once you've got that kind of down on paper you know mm. and you and you put your chords together and the melody and all, do you find it quite a cathartic process does it kind of get it out of your head yeah yeah i think sometimes songwriting for me most of the time i would like to think songwriting for me is very satisfying because you can hear the chords in your head you're like i can hear a chord in my head and because i'm not i've been playing guitar for a long time but you know, I still sometimes struggle to hear a chord in my head and find it. But when you do find it, it's like, okay, this all clicks now. Um, but it can also be a difficult process if you can't find the right chord or if you're kind of trying to find the right piece of the puzzle that, and it just won't come together. I think having writer's block is something that a lot of songwriters experience, which can be difficult. But usually I find it a really like satisfying experience and also you know you get it off your head get it onto paper are you a um so when you were younger mm. um were you were uh, interested in poetry reading writing that kind of thing or yeah definitely i've been interested in poetry and literature and arts for most of my life i've written a lot of poetry that is probably never going to see the light of day but <laughs> <laughs> um, i've tried to work it into my music a little bit um there are some songs on the ep that have uh, a lot of references into literature um, inspired by some, some artists that do that because I think that's quite cool to have one form of art and then you're referencing a poem or a book that's really like mm. significant um, but yeah no I've definitely been interested in, in creative writing and poetry as well Because I was going to ask you then in your formative years you know what kind of led you to the position you're in now as a musician what was your kind of background listening to music or reading poetry or yeah. who was who was it that you first came across and who inspired you? Yeah, I remember I think my first kind of musical like experience was I mean I've always been like interested in just whatever was playing. I as I'm told by my parents that was always kind of drawn to music, but I think when I was probably 4 or 5, I like discovered Taylor Swift's debut like album um her self-titled one and I had it on cd and I would I just like it was all I listened to and so I was quite inspired by country music from my like early onset I guess into music especially her her early music and I got my first guitar I think when I was about six just like a really like nylon string really like tiny little guitar but I never learned how to play it but I just wanted one so badly because I was so obsessed with Taylor Swift and I was like I want to have one but that was definitely what sprung me into to writing and singing um so um I, I often think you know people 
when when they first get into music, you were talking about Taylor Swift. You know, people would go on those road trips in summer, mm. and there'd be the music playing on the mm. kind of in the car all the time. Or a lot of a lot of, a lot of musicians had parents who had music in the house all the time. Mm. And yeah, so was that? Yeah, I think my parents listened to um listened to a lot of music. Um, we listened to quite a broad range of stuff and. But I think when I when I was able to like figure find my own music that I liked, that was when I first kind of clicked with wanting to create my own music because I I really liked listening to music. My parents would play vinyl in the house and play like their CDs in the car and all that kind of stuff. And my dad like we listened to a lot of Lana Del Rey and like the Cranberries and listened to like different lots of different bands my dad's Scottish so we listened to some Scottish music um, some like Highland dancing stuff mm-hmm. um, but yeah like a pretty broad range of, of stuff um, and that definitely influenced me in a more subtle way but then yeah when I found my the music I was into that was kind of like I want to write exactly like this and have you always been a storyteller? I think you know, probably yeah I've always enjoyed telling stories and writing about stories as well, like creative writing. I've always been into writing little books and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. so. I mean, I was just wondering, you know, like that kind of whole slice, three-minute slice of a, a story is a mm. real art form, right, to be able to be concise. You know, you know when you're listening to a song and someone's able to encapsulate within a couple of lines so many ideas mm. and you go, that, that is a skill, right? Yeah. Because you can't just yeah. prattle on. I mean, I know Bob Dylan does those kind of eight-minute kind of yeah. rambling songs, which are great. But if you're doing a kind of three-minute, four-minute, you have to be concise, right? Yeah, and I think that's such a like talent. There's so many artists that are just such incredible storytellers, and you just understand the whole thing by listening to like a three-minute track. Yeah, and you. It just, yeah, I think that's such a skill. And you've got to make it listenable and to make someone else want to sing along mm. with you and to get someone to go, oh, I identify with that, right? Mm. You're building a bridge, aren't you, between you and the and so many yeah. other people that you've never met by that common connection and them going, hey, I get that. Yeah. I get that in so many ways, you know? That, I mean, that in itself is a, is a real skill, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really cool to be able to connect with people, I think, when you, like... Speaking Talking of about con- connecting, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Lucy was not planning that. Hopefully that's not a message that says, oh, we can't hear you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get on with the music. Hopefully Come not. on, get on with the music. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really cool to be able to connect with people and when you do have, like, moments where you meet people who say, oh, your music really influenced me in this way, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I was going to – I've got to talk to you a little bit more about that, but – we get, just, that co- we get that cold, don't we? We get it all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the, the time. <laughs> People stopping us in the street going, oh, we recognise that. I was just going to say, sorry, Sue. No. I was going to say, Lucy, if you want to have a little pick up of your guitar, because mm-hmm. I'm always conscious that time will slip mm. away from us. Yes. Because we'll we, just keep Because talking. we're very lucky, aren't we? Because we've got a track that hasn't been released. Yeah, that's and right. So we might save that. To, to towards the end, so yeah. people and I'll, keep, I'll, keep I'll talk about that. Yeah, soon. you can talk about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That will keep people hanging on, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Lucy, you're going to yeah. pick up your guitar and um, get yourself ready, mm. and uh, 
It's exciting. It's exciting having. Um, well, we love it, don't we? We're having live people in the audience. Yeah. In the <laughs> live in the, people. Live people. Opposed to dead people. Yeah. Well, it's never any good when you get dead people in the studio. <laughs> no. But um, well, we've had it, Robin a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So love Lucy, you, Rob. Yeah, we love you, Rob. What um, what track have you got for us to play first up? Well, I. Can, I was planning on playing pretty live, um, oh. doing a live rendition, but I can. You still can. You still, yeah. yeah, do it if you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I have plenty of plenty of options, so I maybe because this will be your acoustic version, not it will the, be, the fully. And it will sound a bit different. Am I? How am I for volume? Oh, I think, oh, I think you're great. <laughs> Don't ask him. Don't ask me. I'm just the man on the sliders. That yep. sounds good. Don't you worry. I'll sort you out. What we're going to do though, just as you're sort of tuning up a little bit, we're going to play a little a little ID. Uh, which is this one. Live, loud and simply awesome. You're listening to the live music experience on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. Cool, I think I should be good. Just, just doing the tuning. Cool. Here we go. We're ready to so go. I will play a live rendition of Pretty. It will probably sound much more similar to how it sounded when I wrote it, which might be interesting for people to hear. <laughs> My love, it wins. Rider. Tainted gold is in red And so It's not fire But it's still burning Your luck had in my pocket The band-aid gets ripped off The golden The sun rays I watch you Can't afford a 
tails on the road They're coming up the rear end of my car I'm letting go, I'll fall into the dark You told me to run away I'm not the one to solve your head Cause I bring problems, problems instead We can't fix them, lying in your bed I'm trying to keep you safe with me But I'm way too much of what you want And I'm not enough of what you need I'm starting to think you intoxicated me doing it live 96.9 FM yes we do it live and we have live music and that was Lucy Gray with a live version of Pretty how good was that it was really good you can re- you can release that later if you want <laughs> the B-side to another single is the acoustic version it sounded wonderful right mm. on, on the um, acoustic guitar didn't it beautiful yeah beautiful. this is the guitar I think I wrote it on so oh is it oh right I, I, was, I always think about um, when you just when you mention that um Rob Forster, who was in the go-betweens, bought a, bought a guitar, could never write a song on it because he said mm. every guitar has at least one song and Nick Cave used it to write his song mm. and he said the, he, he just had to get rid of the guitar because mm. he could never write a song on it. Yeah. I was just wondering, you know, like, um, is, that, is that your only guitar or do you have, like... Yeah, I have two guitars. Well, I have my very first nylon string guitar, but I don't uh, think they really yeah, count. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have two guitars. This guitar I've had for probably seven years but my other guitar is much newer it's my electric guitar that i do most of my gigs on um and i love that guitar very much but it doesn't have the same like history and like Mm. memories and connections that i've made with this guitar and i'm sure it will in the years to come as i make those like memories with it but yeah this is because this is kind of the first guitar i've ever written like a good song on i feel like it holds a lot of yeah. Importance. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, hey, how mm. people are attached to their, you mm. get attached to your instruments, don't you? Yeah. You know, because they're an extension, aren't they? They're the, the conduit in which you get your message across yeah, exactly. into the world, yeah. right? And I was going to talk to you about um, y- your gigs, because mm-hmm. just before you played that song, you were talking about, you know, when people come up to you and say, you know, how they connect with the song. Mm. And, and I always wonder about that, that moment, you know, when you're playing live. And, you know, this, those songs obviously have a lot of meaning to you and they're, you know, your thoughts, your emotions, and, yeah. and you've kind of packaged them up for people to listen to. But also, you know, when you look out into the crowd and people are like going, mm. you know, someone you you don't know, has, mm. has you can see it in their eyes, right, that, that you have now connected to them and made them feel special. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty powerful, pretty powerful um, yeah. kind of skill, isn't it? Or a gift that you give other people. It's it's really um it's really cool and very strange. Like <laughs> it's it's cool. Um, and another thing I think as well in the digital age, I guess, or with music, is like having people come up to me and say like, oh, like 
are you a singer? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, I love your song. Mm-hmm. People that I've like never met before. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange because I feel like it's, it's so cool because it's like these people that I don't know are somehow connected to me. Um, but, and like, I've somehow, you know, made an impact on them or like they've heard my music. But, and it's, I'm always so grateful for people to say hi. But it's very strange that that's kind of possible. Yeah, mm. it's, it's like really weird, but... I really like um, talking to people about, yeah, what what music they're into and yeah, yeah making I don't know. It's cool to make personal connections with people. I think because um, yeah, I think when people, especially on a local level, you know, the people that connect with you, uh, they're all lo- they're all kind of just local and around, and a lot of them are musicians too. So you know, if you can make a personal connection with them, then and someone another yeah, musician cool. says to you. Mm that they're really um, liking what you do, they're connecting to what you yeah. do. I mean, you know, that's that's good. It's not just like some punter in the pub yeah, yeah. kind of going, yeah, I like that. But when someone else does the same job as you yeah. and appreciates your craft, that's, yeah, that's got to be... It's such high praise and I think it's, it's really cool because then you can listen, oh, you're a musician, that's so cool, let me find your stuff and let mm-hmm. me, like, help, like, let me sh- share it with everyone I know and, like... I think musicians, especially in Christchurch in New Zealand, um, are really good at having each other's back. Mm. And I think that's something that I really like about and I'm proud of Christchurch for doing and hope that we continue to do is like all supporting each other as musicians. Mm. So, yeah. So I was going to ask you about your stagecraft, right? So w- mm. when, um, when was your first ever kind of live performance? Um, did you do, it, and did, did you do some busking? I did yep. minimal busking. I did a bit of busking though. I bust probably more with my clarinet than I did with my guitar, ah. which was ah. that's really weird. And now actually. the secret plays the clarinet. Um, yeah. Check. I played the clarinet for about four or five years, and <laughs> I did busk with it, which was really weird. But um, yeah, my first gig, I would say my first like proper gig, was maybe. I played um, Festival for the Future in 2019 and in that same year I also played at National Young Leaders Day and I think I was about 12 at the time but um, it was because of you know the climate action work I've done with School Strike for Climate and I played a song um, that I've actually played on air with Plains FM before <laughs> called Rise Up. Mm. I played it on um, Speak Up Kōrerotea so that was probably those two gigs, um, especially like Festival for the Future, was probably my first big like gigs, which was it was a weird way to get connected to them. Um, but I did play. I played an open mics, um, which was cool, and got contacted by random people just saying like, "Oh, I I played I played for these people called Kairos, and they were doing like volunteer work with food." Um, giving food out Mm -hmm. to people in need and they were like oh we're doing an event do you want to come and play so just random stuff like that but yeah I would say that was probably my first gig that's um, Rise Up there's a really good video on YouTube of you doing that with uh, (laughs) a big um, choir behind you right yes yeah 
That's true, actually. I always See? think about that. <laughs> Stu's impressed by that, right? I am. You do, you've done some research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complete amateur. I actually didn't know about that, but I'm glad oh, that It was great. No, no, it was really good. No, I really enjoyed it. The voices, you know, that whole female yeah. choir behind you was wonderful. Yeah, that choir is incredible. They're amazing. When you were talking about the clarinet then, last week when we were interviewing Sophie, Sophia McRae, mm. she was talking about one of her band now have a, a cello. They have a cello. Wow. So I'm fully expecting you to see the whole <laughs> guitar. You know, you'd get those one-man bands kind of thing. You've got the – people have the harmonica, you know, mm. holder around their neck. Not for you, clarinet holder. Mm. Yeah, I, don't I reckon there's a market for that. <laughs> there's a market, a very small one. Yeah, I don't know if they exist, Cole. <laughs> well, you could just make it, right? Just get a couple of coat hangers. Pretty sure you can kind of bend it into shape. I think so. <laughs> so the next – I'm just saying – Next single, clarinet on it. Right, the <laughs> opening bit with the clarinet would be lovely. Mm. And um, so with that whole, with the clarinet, was that the, mm. the classically trained? Yeah, I um, I think a lot of a lot of my friends as well who aren't even musicians went through the whole like concert band route. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was, I think in year four or five, I joined concert band, um, picked up clarinet. I remember I like, there was a day where you could go around and play all of the instruments and see which one you wanted to learn. And it was kind of like every kid picked an instrument and learnt it for lessons if they were going to play music. Um, and I went around and played them all. And I remember only really choosing the clarinet because I thought the sound was nice and clean. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's nice. Like, I'm going to pick this one. And luckily my dad had a clarinet. Um, of course cause, he did. Mm. Just lying around. Yeah, because musical instruments are very expensive. So mm. he, he had played for a few years and had one and... Yeah, then I just played in concert band for a few years. Um, so I was kind of classically trained, but in a very... Um, loose way. Loose way, right. I would say. So now you've got... You know, you're talking just before about your other guitar, the electric mm. guitar. Yeah. Do you like to... And you saying the clarinet was so clean, I was just wondering about the electric guitar. Do you like yeah. a kind of dirtying up the sound out of the electric guitar now, fuzzing it up, yeah. distorting I, it a bit? Especially, yeah, and I think... Playing around with it at my last gig, um, I had a, one of my friends um, who I was playing with, like, let me his amp and I was playing around with all the presets and adding lots of reverb or adding, like, changing the tone and making it sound, like, the way that you want it to is really is really cool. And that's something I think is a really be- good benefit of having an electric guitar. But I also really like how deep and almost, like, woody the sound is um, with acoustic guitars, like... And each guitar sounds so different depending on what kind of wood it's made from, depending on how big the bass is and how, like, you know, how different shaped the hollows are and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, there's benefits to both. I think this is a good segue opportunity for you to um, pick up that acoustic guitar and play another track for nice, us. If nice, nice. You like that? It's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, you like that one, yeah. yeah. So what, um, what track will you be playing this time, um, I th- Lucy? I reckon I'll play a song that isn't out yet but will be released as part of my EP um, in the next few months. We'll Um, we'll talk a little bit about this new EP hmm. and um, where they can access all your music and everything when we come back after this song. Yeah, the song is called Not Fair. If you've been at any of my gigs you'll definitely have heard this but yeah. Okay, I'll just hit this sting. Live, loud and simply awesome. You're listening to the live music experience on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. 
since you were Something has changed Something is gone Maybe that's what it is To grow on up And move along You were told you can't breathe in my lungs I'm using them And plus they're full Full of secondhand smoke and painting fumes, things I ignore. And you'll say that it's not fair, and you want a way out of my hair. And I'll tell you, baby, that's not how it works. But tell me, baby, when you're right, 'cause I don't recall a single. Yes, you are live on Expanding Horizons with Stu, Cole and Lucy Gray with her track Not Fear, right? That's good. You didn't stitch me up, Colin. No, no, no. Uh, I was paying attention. You said the name of the track and then it immediately went out, out of my head when you started playing. So I've just got two things, right? <laughs> Firstly, it's not about that, Stu. It will Firstly, I just want to give a big shout out to all the parents out there with musical instruments in the house, mm. playing music around the house yeah, yeah, and yeah. letting their, their um, whānau mm. like, really develop. Because when Darren came in a couple of weeks ago from One Drop Nation, he mentioned that as he grew up, there was a piano in his house mm. and he just learnt on, on the piano. And now he has a piano in his house just for his children mm. to be playing on. And I, mean, I know you mentioned your dad and the clarinet, but, you know, all that music in the house, music in the car, it's great, right? I Absolutely. Mean, you know. And we also have a piano in the house. And um, I'm feeling kind of we... left out that I don't now. I'm going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think, I don't know if it was passed down, if it's a family thing, but we, my mother, my mum learnt piano, my sister learnt piano. I never actually learnt to play the piano, but I learnt by ear. So because we had a piano, I was lucky enough to be able to just pick up the chords I needed to, to aid my writing process. So that was such a big part of, yeah, it as well. And that's that's such an important thing as well. Parents who are supportive of their kids with music, even if it's in such a subtle way, is so makes such a big difference. Yeah, have, you, have you still got your DJ gear? No, I don't have my DJ oh, gear because Bogdan could have picked that yeah, up. He right? could have, could have <laughs> had a lot of scratching. Actually, um, we just play play some music in the house, and he quite enjoys that. I think I've still got a kazoo somewhere. Yeah, you've got a kazoo. <laughs> my kids are a bit older. Though. Yeah, I was just and the other thing I was going to ask you then, Lucy, because if people have never been in here, like. Lucy's quite close to us, right? In the mm. in, and I just wondered when you're performing, right? Do you get in such a zone that you can't get distracted by people? Because like, I what what I was thinking was like I'm just sitting across the desk here and I'm just kind of looking out the window because I didn't want to make eye contact in case it distract you. And we and we did make eye contact at one point. <laughs> yeah, and I think <laughs> to myself, oh, I don't want to distract her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I That's thought, well, I thought maybe too. you're just completely focused on mm. the task. Ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. I think. The more confident I get with the song, the more I can actually start to see other things that while I'm playing it. Because if I'm, if I've just learned a song, I'm like really focusing on making sure I'm getting it right. But with Pretty, I've played Pretty so many times that I definitely when I'm gigging, I do have a, an awareness of what's going on around me. But yeah, I would say there's a big element of being in the zone and not, not being distracted. But I definitely kind of am noticing still like the people. I remember at my darkroom gig, I was watching everybody's faces and I was like, oh, like, am I doing something wrong? Because <laughs> everybody's face is just like blank and they're just mm. like staring at me. And I was like, I went up to my mum afterwards and I was like, everyone looks so bored. <laughs> and then she was like, no, like for me anyway, and for everyone I've talked to, they're just like, they're just really intensely watching. Like they're just really mm. focused. They're entranced. But yeah. in my mind, I was like, are they Are they just bored? Like everyone looks so bored. I'm always watching, you know, like the guitar playing, you know, like your chords mm. and, and all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And We've been at plenty of meetings, haven't we, Cole, where actually everyone is bored. Everyone is bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that is the but, absolute. But we won't mention that. Whatever you do, don't no, mention no, the war. No, no. Because, um, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, um, then when you said that, so mm. that you know about the three stages of skill development, firstly cognitive and then associative and then automatic. <laughs> and you're, yep. Carry so on. you're obviously no. in the automatic <laughs> phase, right, where you can do something. It's like, you know, when, you, when you've when you been driving mm. for a long time and you suddenly you leave one place and get to the other place and you go, oh, I can't remember anything in between because yeah. you're doing everything else. But, but, you, but subconsciously you were doing it and I just, yeah, yeah. so you're obviously in that stage, aren't you? Yeah, with some songs for sure. Um, then there's other songs that I'm less confident with. Because this is <laughs> the other thing I, I was thinking about with the whole, not only the performing, but being self-conscious about standing up on stage and people will look mm. at me, what am I doing with my feet? Mm. You know, like, what are people thinking? And, and I don't know if you've ever done it, the whole um, imagine yourself from above, what it looks like, yeah. the whole scenario, because that, once you get down that rabbit hole, then I don't think you can play anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah, I've I feel like I'm lucky like that I haven't been afflicted by stage fright too badly. I because I kind of grew up like doing speeches and doing like um reading poetry and doing playing music. Um especially with the climate strikes, I was speaking in front of like 10,000 people from like quite a young age just out of necessity really. Mm. So I kind of got over my whole fear of like 
public performance pretty quickly. I still get really nervous to like mess up and to make sure that everything runs smoothly. But I think when you're playing, I just try and get in, do what makes sense and do do what feels the most comfortable because usually it ends up looking the most normal to the well, audience. I was going to ask you then, you know, saying that um, when when you're playing. And do you, do you ever have that? Because we've asked people before and, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the middle of your song and then you think, oh, I can just take this song somewhere else. Yeah. You know, like, and people like know your song. What's that bit? I don't remember that <laughs> Or I, I just wondered if you were singing and then you go, oh, I could have put an extra verse in here and this yeah. is how it would go, you know? Yeah, that's definitely happened to me um, a little bit. Like, I'll be in, I'll be, I can be playing, you could be playing a song at a gig and then you're kind of, like, oh, I really want to rock up the chorus of it and put put more into it and change it or sometimes even add a different chord to, like, add some tension. But it's, it's a lot to think on your feet to put those things into practice, so I definitely admire people who do that on a regular basis. Well, and, I mean, that's part of the... Um, you, you being so skilled now, like, with your craft, mm. is that you can do that, right? It's like a jazz musician when they go off on those big... Yeah kind of scats or whatever they do, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, so do you enjoy the, the whole kind of live? Yeah, I do. I do a lot. Um, I didn't used to enjoy performing live as much, to be honest. I, like, I was really into writing. I really liked recording and having my music, and I loved playing music, but the whole process of being a solo artist and performing just me and my guitar to a room full of people, especially when you're in a lineup full of bands, can be quite difficult, but I recently played um, my last gig that I played at 12 Bar with um, like a backing band and it completely kind of changed my like gigging experience and it was really fun and I was like, it's so cool to be able to play with other musicians because it definitely does take some of the pressure off of you as a solo artist and to have a band behind you or even just one other musician, like I played at my darkroom gig with um, Theo from Seneca. Seneca's a really cool band, um, so you should definitely all check them out. But <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, but... Good promo, good that plug. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even just playing with one other musician, I find it's so much more of a fun collaborative experience and it just feels like a, like you're jamming with like musicians as opposed to, like, it's all on you. So, yeah, that's kind of been my experience. So talking about these gigs then, mm. if you've got some upcoming... Because people, people are going to be listening now, right? Yeah. And they're going to need to write. They're checking off new single released, looking that one up. Mm. There's we're just going to talk. We're going to play this unreleased track so people get a bit of a taster. And this is also a little smooth move to get on the on the door, isn't it, Colin? Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, yeah, anyway. No. But and then the other thing is, so what's the what have you got lined up gig wise coming? I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have too much lined up at this stage. But I am hoping to play um, or to kind of create. Uh, a gig at Space Academy that will be like marketed to all ages, because um, a big issue in Christchurch gigs is that they're all eighteen plus. It's so I really want to. Yeah, it's always been an issue around I, the world. Yeah, I think. I know? really want to do something that's all ages. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and and how can they keep an eye out for it? Where can they look you up? My social media is probably the best place to keep tabs on me. Um, mm-hmm. So my Instagram is. Lucy.GrayMusic or LucyGray.Music. I think it's Lucy.GrayMusic. <laughs> They'll find you. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, that's probably the best place to keep updated on. I post on everything I'm doing. Um, and 
I also am keen to play some more gigs at the Dark Room, so those kind of two... All great venues. Dwarf Bar, yeah. Dark Room, Space Academy. Space Academy. Yeah. Right, Stu, should we play this unreleased track? Yes. What do you reckon, Lucy? Yep, I'll, I'll give you I'll voice give it a rest. very quick intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do it, do it. This next track is going to be released on June 2nd. Um, it's called Coffee Breath, and it's the second track off my uh, debut EP that's coming out later this year. So, yeah. We'll All talk right. a little Enjoy bit it. about that when we come back. <laughs> We're very privileged, aren't we, Cole? We are, we are. We are. Good. All right, this is Coffee a Breath from Lucy Gray, unreleased, and you're on Expanding Horizons. Not after your love on Expanding Horizons, but we'll take a like. Check us out on Facebook. Yes, check us out on Facebook, and you can check Lucy out on Facebook as well. I liked and or followed your Facebook page this morning, I, I think it was. 
another beautiful song and, great, and unreleased. Right? And we're, again, we're so privileged, Cole, because this happens a little bit to us where artists will bring in tracks that they haven't released, soon to be released stuff, yeah. and they get to play it here first on Expanding Horizons. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we haven't spoken about much, and I think it comes through in that track, is how mature sounding you are. Mm. And a lot of people won't realise you're only 16, mm. right? Yeah. And you've dropped a few hints about it, but people won't realise that. Yeah, that's, but, that is so yeah, true, no. Stu. When you listen mm. to that, yeah. like they're so well produced and your voice is so mature. It's great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the sound, the whole sound is so polished and wonderful. I know? just think people will be, will be like, what? 16? <laughs> <laughs> Won't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. You're choking on your words, Stu. <laughs> anyway, so... I'm not talking to you anymore. No, yeah, that's right. That's probably a blessing. <laughs> um, so, end of the year, EP, mm-hmm. right? EP, end of the year. And um, <laughs> well, I've completely thrown off now, but you should come in, come it's in right. later Mum, on. Mum's on the job. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mum's sorting that out for us. Good on your mum. Big oh, shout out to was. mum. Who's been... not... no. Sorry, right. keep talking, Cole. Oh, all right, okay. I'm sorry. Um, you should definitely come in end of yeah. the year, yeah, and for um, sure. just before this EP is released, mm. and uh, yeah, come in and let us know what's been going on, and people should look out right for your upcoming shows and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and look out for. Coffee Breath um, coming out soon. It will be all over my social media. but And it'll be available on Spotify and Apple iTunes. and Every, Yeah, pretty much anywhere you want to find it, it should be. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll keep my... I'll be having uh, pretty much tracks every every couple of months for the rest of the year and then my wow. EP. So there's a lot to come. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. And I'm thinking about, you know, we haven't talked about artwork, we haven't talked no. about any mm-hmm. photo shoots, none of those kinds. None so of those kinds. So you have to come back in yeah, on the show. We'll because we could easily go for another two hours, probably. Yeah, that's come. right. Because mm. you've got the guitar and we've only had two songs out of it. But anyway. <laughs> it goes so fast. Oh, yeah, I know it does go so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's probably getting to the end, isn't it? It is almost. Do we know we signed to the Firebird? Mandalay playing? Tavern. Okay. I'll Mandalay. do this quick. I'll do this quick. Otherwise, where to find Sign of the Firebird, Canterbury's number one rock covers band. So, the Mandalay Tavern. Yeah, Mandalay Tavern. Oh, I haven't got my glasses on. The Mandy Tavern, Kaipoi tonight from 7 pm. Nice. And I think Nick Burson is playing at the Working Man's Club as well. Oh, right. Next door. Right. So, you can get in there for a two for one. Mm. And we can confirm that Rob is alive. Rob is alive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyway, it's been fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Lucy, yeah. for coming in. Yeah. You've been so a breath much. of fresh air because <laughs> yeah. there's some stale air in here. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's pointing at me, people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> it's unfair. As we charge, we charge through New Zealand Music yeah, Month. Yeah. They, yeah. So check out all of Otatahi's um, artists in particular because there's a lot, lot going on. Get yeah. out, get out to some gigs. That's right. And yeah, go to the um, New Zealand Music Month site as well uh, because they've got a lot of artists on there of course and I keep uh, tagging them into our Facebook posts but yeah. they haven't replied or, uh, or I'm just going to say that yet, we have got some right. we have got some great artists mm. coming back we've got Marina Bloom yep in June yep we've got some uh, the world's only full size paste up artist he's coming in cool play some music mm. and uh, talk about his artwork so that's that's all good exciting stuff all coming up in June and with all of these tracks that Lucy's releasing over the next months, we'll play those as well, won't we? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good, right. good luck, Lucy. Yep. It's been wonderful. Yep, come back, please. Yep. Please come I back. I will. <laughs> It'll be a lot smoother and better next time. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, Carl, it's probably about time that we got up, got down, and got outside. We'll see you later. We'll see you next week. Bye.